Welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Courtney Quinn. I'm a corporate dropout turned serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping female business owners step into your power and reach your full potential in business and in life. I'm on a mission to empower more women to become their own boss while teaching them how to do it in a healthy, scalable way that supports your dream life so that you're running a business and not owning a business that runs you. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're still toying with the idea of diving into your own business, you're in the right place if you're looking for tools to support you as you are navigating the world of entrepreneurship as a woman, because I'm going to get real with you on how to do so. Let's dive in to today's episode. Today, I am welcoming Jan and Jess of the J Sisters onto the Female CEO Show podcast. Jan and Jess empower entrepreneurs in the cannabis industry to establish a unique brand identity, be recognized in the eyes of their consumers, and multiply their impact and income through the power of customized marketing strategies, social media management, content creation, and more. I'm so excited to dive into this with them. Jan and Jess are sisters who work remotely running their own business together, which is absolutely something I cannot wait to unpack with them. So without further ado, let's welcome Jan and Jess to today's episode of the Female CEO Show. Uh, Thank you so much for having us. We're so happy to be here. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hi. Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. We have known each other for almost like two years now, just kind of like working in the same industry of social media marketing together. We've worked with the same coach, been in the same programs together. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited to be able to just kind of dive into things with you guys a little bit more and kind of get to know you on a deeper level. But it's been so fun working alongside of you. Jan and Jess are seriously the sweetest human (laughs) beings. You guys have to go check them out. Um, But yeah, I would love to just kind of like Let's start with kind of going over your guys' stories a little bit and kind of where you each were in life and kind of how you ended up coming together and becoming business partners. And then eventually, like how you guys kind of pivoted into the cannabis industry. Tell us all the things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so we will preface all of this that our parents... um, We're biological sisters, same mom, same dad. And we... (laughs) You have to preface. You never know nowadays. Everybody has so many blended families. So we will, we'll start there. Um, Our parents divorced about 25 years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. I was about 10. Jana, so I was seven. Okay. Um, So we were quite young. And anyways, our parents moved. uh, We were in Calgary at the time and we're Canadian. Also. Hello, everybody. Um, (laughs) We lived in uh, Calgary and our mom, brother, Janessa and our brother moved to Ottawa, um, which is all the way across the country. So, um, yeah. So we did that for about five years and then our parents moved closer to one another and we were about 45 minutes away from each other. So all of our relationship has been long distance, essentially. Mm. Um, So that's kind of been nice. Now we have videos to step up. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Jess and I, we would end up seeing each other for like two weeks during the summer when our parents would fly my brother and I out to go and stay with my dad. So our relationship has always been over the phone or, you know, um, shorter stints where we're trying to get everything all together in like this very small time frame. So we've always just kind of been used to, to that, I guess. Um, and then one day, we were sitting at home and Jess says, hey, I came across this thing. I think this is what we should do. And at that point, Jess um, was nursing and, you know, COVID was just about to kind of ramp up or it was just kind of being spoken about, I guess, at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, yeah, it was it was inevitable that it was coming. Yeah. Um, I had lost my job a few months earlier and I was on sick leave and, you know, things just snowballed and we spoke on the phone and she's like I think we should do this <laughs> and I was like okay like what is it and <laughs> yeah. Jess and I we just she she brought it up and we just said yeah we both decided that we were gonna do it and we just kind of haven't stopped <laughs> yeah I 
Love that. And by yeah. that, like, and by like, let's do this, you mean like social media management? Um, we have no real direction. Own, like, yeah, we just okay. got a lot of passion. Yeah. <laughs> it was more like a, a work from home, create the life that we wanted. Like we were literally okay. spending mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours building someone else's dream and we weren't benefiting mm-hmm. from it in the least. Say it louder. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we're both, you know, college educated. And we've, you know, done what it is that our parents have told us to do for years. Mm -hmm. We've done those things. Mm -hmm. And they still didn't essentially bring us joy. And we got tired. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know, Justin, I just kind of like, went on this little rampage of what brings us joy and hence our, I guess our pivot towards cannabis. Cause yeah, well, brings us joy. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually worked out. So we, so the same program that we were in, we found Lucy kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool, but we had found her, I think Janessa sent me her like first uh, like, five day kind of thing. Like I can take you to 10 K kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was like one of her, her promo ads. And Jam was like, like, this would be cool. Like, I think that you could do it. And I'm like, I think you could do it. Like, this would be fun. (laughs) Um, And then by that afternoon we had like our, our name uh, picked out already. We were messing around with a logo. Um, It just kind of, we just got so excited. Um, And we felt as corny as this is like, we felt like it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, so it was just, and that kind of really propelled us. Um, we did the the five day course um, mm-hmm. masterclass with Lucy, so that was cool. And then we really decided that you know we're going to dive in and really take a a big a big chance. Like we're we're ready. We want yeah. this. Um, so that was about February of twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. <laughs> and uh, then by June, we ended up pivoting into the cannabis. Um, market yeah we we were essentially born the j sisters Mm -hmm. um and then we just we kind of pivoted um when we decided that we were going to really market the cannabis industry um so we kind of took the the j sisters put it down to tjs so now we're tjs social and at tjs social okay um Uh, yeah, we just, we kept evolving Mm -hmm. and and really Mm. trying to not be put inside of a box. So you mentioned Jess, you were in nursing. Jan, did you come from like a marketing or social media background at all? Or what were you doing before? Uh, (laughs) I was uh, nine years in insurance, and then oh, I went to okay. college to be um, a paralegal, and oh then <laughs> and then so I became a paralegal. Worked in the government, and then worked in private practice, and mm-hmm. none of it was for me. <laughs> so this is so interesting. So you guys really came into the world of social media management, social media marketing, without any social media or marketing experience. Oh my gosh. Let's dive in to this. Like, how did you guys teach yourselves? Because we do, we see so much content like on TikTok and it's like, you need to become a social media manager. And yeah, it's been awesome. But I did come into this with like previous knowledge in social media and in marketing. I don't know if I would have had the guts to do it if I didn't. So tell like... For anyone who's listening that's like, yeah, I want to do this, but like, I don't have a background that works with this at all. How did you guys self-teach yourself all of this? Rabbit holes. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of late nights. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? I feel like it's all about how bad you want it. Mm -hmm. If you... If you know that this is something that a brings you joy, if you're you learning about strategies and learning the platforms, if that is bringing you joy, then it's 
it's kind of doing a dual purpose. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to, you have to like what you want to do at the same point. And I think that's important when you niche down and you really start thinking about what it is or who it is that you would like to serve and, and help. It's important to, to enjoy their company, <laughs> but learn these strategies for them. Absolutely. And we also took our own experience on, like, we love Instagram. So we kind of said, well, would we like to see this? Would we want to, to read that, that kind of, Mm -hmm. um, and then just what, what's working for us, what's making us go back to see, you know, different accounts and stuff like that. Like, what are they saying? Like, we really paid attention to copy and and what people were saying um, originally in the beginning. Um, And that also just kind of figuring out, like, I, I like strategy. I like hearing about it, but to like read about it wasn't necessarily my, my thing. So yeah. we would bounce it off of each other. So that was also really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Janessa would kind of teach me like, Oh my God, I read this cool thing. And then I'm like, Hey, but like, this is how they feel. Like that's kind of yeah. two face. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's actually kind of cool. Cause I, again, I like those strategies and data and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very much, nerdy into that and <laughs> Jessica's more like again how they feel and um you know they'd like this and they'd want to see this type of stuff mm-hmm. so allowing yourselves to like think in different ways or in different capacities and that it's not black and white and that you mm-hmm. can have more than one strategy you can the, the smallest strategy could be your biggest gain and it's mm-hmm. just about testing it so yeah i mean anyone listening you don't need to know what you're doing, but you need to be able to have, I'm not saying go out and do do what you do without knowing it, get a coach, you know, find those mutual friends and see what's working for them and network and, and see what your people are already doing and, and see what you can do better. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially you can do anything that you learn. You just need to apply what you've learned. Oh my gosh. That's so good. And I, that's so true of social media today. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was just doing all the same things that I was doing two years ago, like we wouldn't, like we wouldn't have results. Like the face of social media has changed so much. You constantly have to evolve, Mm -hmm. but I love what you said about needing to like the work that you're doing because I feel like with COVID and now like working from home and just like millennials in general, it's becoming more popular to be an entrepreneur, which is incredible but you can't just like, but that's just so important. Like you can't just dive into something and be like, I want to make a business on X, Y, Z, but like, you don't actually like it. You're just in it mm-hmm. for the money or so you can work from home because business ownership is hard. And like, you have to love and enjoy what you do or it's not going to be not necessarily, it won't be successful, but it's not going to be fun. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's really successful as hell, but yeah. yeah. Wow. I love that. You guys, that was just like so like scrappy of you guys. (laughs) And I love how you like, you're so right that social media isn't black and white. Like, yes, the data, the analytics, the strategies are so important, Mm -hmm. but really we need to understand like what the consumer wants to see and what they're liking. So I love that you guys balance each other out like that you're like left and right brain like working together (laughs) is awesome wow so how has been working with your sister like how does that how has that been going is it like i mean we're two years deep so it's a lot better than say the first year (laughs) (laughs) i mean we spent a lot of time even even though Jess and I were close, but we spent mm-hmm. a lot of time working just on our communication. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like having our morning meetings and talking about to-do lists and client tasks and, you know, what it is or which way we're going to move the business. Mm-hmm. Those were all became incredibly more important. The fact that we were further apart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean... Yeah, our communication has drastically improved, um, but it was a learning curve. It, like we we didn't yeah. we never had to to t- 
talk um, in this capacity. It was always just like text messages and like telling each other secrets and talking about our day or like people watching and like sneaking photos. And, you know, like that was our conversation. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, talking about our clients and, you know, revenue and accounting and all those other things that just come with being a business owner. Mm -hmm. We definitely have, have learned that we need to kind of separate both. Um, Mm -hmm. We need to like essentially like water both, both sides of our friendship. Like we have our our business partnership and, you know, Mm -hmm. we spend every morning we meet at, you know, whatever time that we agree upon. And then sometimes it's whatever. And then sometimes it's a little bit later in the day. about being an entrepreneur, right? Like I'm going to go out and get groceries at eight o'clock in the morning and I'll see you when I'm home at nine 30. Like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. We, we allow that flexibility, but I don't know if we weren't sisters, how flexible our time would be. So that's kind of really <laughs> enjoy that aspect. But we've had to. dynamic would have worked, I think, if we were just, say, like best friends or whatnot. You have being something about being blood. We have that leniency <laughs> and we have that understanding as well. Um, yeah. So it's not necessarily just a co working relationship, mm-hmm. it really is like just as nurturing our sister side too. So even though we meet, we still talk about our stuff at the beginning of the meeting and then we'll roll into work, you know? (laughs) I love that. So for someone who is wanting to get into business with a family member or even, even a friend, you know, what is one piece of advice or one cautionary tale that you would give them like as they are making that decision, if it's a good fit for them, what should they be looking for? Uh, Do you want me to go first? Or you go first. No, I, I'm just trying to formulate. So I think for us, it would like for anybody new, it would just be like learning how to communicate mm-hmm. when you're happy and when you're upset, like, and not holding on to stuff to be like, oh, this bugs me or whatever. That kind of stuff, that will just drag down everything. So learning to kind of like bringing it to light mm-hmm. um, and definitely just learning the communication styles. Um, that would be amazing. That's definitely a big piece of advice. Uh, okay. Mine would be patience. <laughs> <laughs> because... I personally am not someone who was born with an abundance of patience. It's something (laughs) that we are working on. So although like you're figuring out your communication, you're talking about the good, you're talking about the bad, you're feeling comfortable about talking about all aspects because that's something that you need to talk about. So your person Mm -hmm. needs to be able to, to understand or grasp all concepts. So that's maybe one thing that you should keep an eye out in your person. So good. Yeah. You just... Have some patience on the other side while you're communicating. Yeah. We're all learning. We're all trying to, and we don't learn as quick as the other person too. That's also um, been fun and challenging. Uh, some of us are running and some of us are kind of sauntering along. Um, so. I think trying to figure out too your, your strengths mm. and your weaknesses and then compare with the other side and, and figure out their strengths and their weaknesses. And often you're going to find that they kind of overlap and intertwine. So whereas like, you're not necessarily great at this or this task, maybe doesn't bring you as much joy, but it doesn't bother the other person. Yeah. So I mean, really kind of figuring out what's working. And I think that's what Jess and I really went through during our first year is to figure Mm -hmm. out what it is that I like to do, what it is that Jessica likes to do. And then, you know, build upon that. And if there's additional tasks and if we we both don't really like it, then we give it to a freelancer. (laughs) So like Ah, that's kind of the secret sauce there. You want to do what you can, but if it doesn't bring you joy to yourself or the person that you're working with, it's okay to hire out and have someone else's expertise take it over. Ooh, I Mm -hmm. love that. That (laughs) is awesome. That's such a great piece of advice that Mm -hmm. like, Look for your strengths, look for your weaknesses, help each other out there. And if neither of you've got it, outsource it. <laughs> it keeps everyone happy and no one's yeah. having these horrible feelings because you're doing this task and someone else doesn't want to. And boom, problems. So, how does 
How does your work kind of shake out? So are you guys doing like different tasks for like each client and you're like, I handle this for the clients and you handle this and it kind of all comes together? Or are you guys all kind of like working on everything together? How do you kind of like divide and conquer? Mm-hmm. We we really do work together through the customer's journey through that month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we're starting with um, ideas, then we'll have like a brainstorming session in the morning, like during our meeting to talk about those things. Mm-hmm. One of us will will draft it. The other kind of reviews it, makes their comments. And then we bounce it back as much as we need to or whatever throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, we, we really do work together. If there's certain tasks like... Um, scheduling or something like that a lot of those VA tasks Jessica's taking taken mm-hmm. over um mm-hmm. so she's you know scheduling and making sure that those posts are going out whereas I'm figuring out this type of campaign that we're going to put mm-hmm. on um followed with the emails and social media and things like that um but at the end of the day we continue to come back um, and to talk and see like, do you think this would work or what do you think? Cause again, we're both consumers. Mm-hmm. So as a consumer standpoint, we can put our hats on and kind of look at it objectively. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Oh, I love how you guys have really like, it really has been a learning experience, but not only are you like getting better at the work you do, you guys are like becoming better business partners. And like, I feel like everything is just like starts flowing easier and easier for you guys. Like as you learn this about yourselves and about each Mm -hmm. other and actually like implement it, actually make those changes as opposed to being like, okay, so I don't really like doing this, but I guess I'll keep doing it. And then I'm going to, you know, be really mad and like testy for the days that I have to do it. And like, (laughs) just like, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it it is a learning curve. You're, you're learning about, you know, your sister, you're learning about a business mm-hmm. partner, you're learning mm-hmm. about yourself um, in, you know, ways that we never really had to. So to have a little bit of grace in yourself is always important. Yeah. And having that grace, but also knowing like she's in my corner no, no matter what, mm-hmm. like no good or bad, like Janessa's there. So yeah. I, and, and vice versa, like it's mm-hmm. always the same way. And we're always like, we used to joke like, oh, should I go get my bat? Um, so like, are we breaking legs today? So we would always joke about that kind of stuff. Even though like we're hours apart, we would, it would never <laughs> ever happen. But like, yeah, like we'd get our bat. We, we go, yes. <laughs> yeah. But like, we've always had that really supportive relationship. So yeah. I think that that's kind of just allowed us to have that grace in our business relationship mm-hmm. um, with one another. Because entrepreneurship shines a light on all of our flaws. Like Ooh. everything, right? It? It's uh, like a, the brightest spotlight. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, you see it. All the stuff you've like put underneath the carpet. It's like you've lifted up the carpet and shone the spotlight. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice that we're we're going through. We're going under the carpet with each other. So that's really, yeah. really nice. Being like, oh, we don't need this. Throwing it away, or dust this off and <laughs> reuse this. Yeah, I feel like it's so valuable to have that, like that extra brain, those extra set of eyes. And because just like working by yourself, like you mentioned, like entrepreneurship is tough. You recognize a lot of stuff about yourself. And I feel like I just kind of like deal with that all internally. Like I have to process that all myself. I have to work through that all myself. And, you know, like, sure, I can go talk to my boyfriend about it, but like he doesn't get it the same way that like you guys do because you are literally in the thick of it together and just like having extra eyes on the work but also having extra eyes like on the like personal work I mean like hey no like it's okay like we'll work through this or like this is what I've done or you know just kind of that almost like the um the opposite of a devil's advocate like a little angel on your shoulder being like it's all good like it's okay I feel like that's so nice yeah. I mean, imposter syndrome is is a true thing to feel like you're not good enough to 
the, I mean, those feelings are real yeah. and it's, it's scary. And yeah, to be able to talk to someone, and like you said, talking to your boyfriend, unless he's in the thick of it with you, he's really not going to fully understand. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you're not in a situation where you have your sister as, you know, <laughs> your business partner, it's great to find a friend who, who similarly is going through something that you are so that you don't feel alone and that you can confide into someone because it does get lonely. And I mean, Jess and I, we've, felt the loneliness, even though we are so close. So, I mean, yeah. it's certainly important to be able to, to listen to yourself and to make sure that, you know, you're taking it as easy as you can. You don't need everything now or tomorrow. <laughs> the journey really is the sweet spot. If you're enjoying what you're doing, just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that. Oh, yes. But what you said about getting like a business bestie. So true. Um, Mm -hmm. Because one of like my best friend, I feel like we have become best friends through business. Like we really got close when we were like both kind of launching our businesses. She does something completely different, but we're both going through that like journey of entrepreneurship together. That's great. I hadn't even like thought of that as we were having this conversation. So Mm -hmm. yeah, if you're feeling lonely or like you need that like angel on your shoulder, someone who gets it, you need to yeah. find yourself someone yeah. who is like going through it too. Um, yeah. And it's amazing how like strong of a relationship that can build. Absolutely. Yeah. Just reach out to someone, honestly, like I'm sure they're feeling the same things that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> Just send messages to everyone. We're lonely. Yeah. <laughs> We're all lonely out here in the entrepreneur world. Um, that's so true. That's so funny. So let's let's switch gears a little bit and um, talk about the cannabis industry. Mm. You guys are doing marketing, social media. I would actually call what you guys do more like digital marketing. I feel like it's bigger because you guys are doing like email campaigns. I feel like you guys are really kind of covering all of the bases when it yeah. comes to digital presences for companies. So what has that been like working in the cannabis industry? How did you guys find yourselves there and decide that like, that's where you wanted to niche down? So Jessica's more of a user of can or had been. Yeah. Had been, not Mm -hmm. anymore, had been a user um, of cannabis, you know, since the teens. Um, Whereas I really only started about, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have an autoimmune disease, which um, creates a lot of pain. So okay. it's um, always nice, or it was nice to find an alternative to narcotics. Yeah. Um, so Jessica and my wonderful husband said, hey, try this. <laughs> <laughs> so we said, All right, okay. Uh, and then through that, we just it was on one of our trainings, they said, you know, talk about what brings us joy. And as a joke, we said cannabis. And then we just like kind of chuckled and we're like, well, why can't we? Yeah. Like, why can't we go after CBD brands, cannabis brands, individuals who are trying to take pain away from other people? So, you know, expressing everything that they're trying to express is mm-hmm. something that we took on ourselves to try and and help and spread the word and end the stigma on mm-hmm. cannabis because mm-hmm. it's it's taboo now. <laughs> it, yeah. it, we're, we're all misled. We're all misinformed. And if we could just help shine a little bit of light and help someone else, I think, then we're doing our job. Absolutely. And we noticed um, through some market research that there's very little um, companies or agencies mm-hmm. out there that are doing anything towards cannabis specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought that that's a, a disservice to our industry. So we definitely want to um, to help in all aspects that we can. So I like, yeah, I like the change of digital marketing. I like that. It's okay. definitely a lot more of what, what we, what we're doing yeah. for sure. It's definitely, we've, we've learned through, I guess, from our start till now is that just being on Instagram or just posting to a Facebook or your LinkedIn, it's just simply not enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really formulating your your marketing infrastructure, your ecosystem, or whatever it is that you would like to define it, mm-hmm. really narrowing down what it is that you're, you're doing and, and how it is that you're um, expanding your brand and your awareness 
it, it really plays into more than just one platform. Um, and we just, we had to keep spreading the word. Yeah. Wow. So I know that the cannabis industry has a lot of like restrictions or guidelines when it comes to marketing. Um, like I, I had a company reach out to me and they were like, are you familiar with this landscape at all? And I was like, nope, nope. but I know someone that is. Here you go. Like, I, I don't want to, I, I don't know. So how have you guys navigated that? And I guess, does it change the way that you want to market? Like, do you guys come up with ideas and then you're like, wait, we can't do that? How does that yes, work? All the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Uh, strategies, honestly, just come... <sighs> If you think about a regulated area like mm-hmm. alcohol, mm-hmm. what is it that alcohol people are are doing? What is it that they're putting out? How are they putting it out? It's obviously successful. They have the same limitations. Interesting. So, I mean, it, that's it's so much more than that. But it it, it yeah. takes a lot of research. It takes a lot mm-hmm. of knowing those rules and guidelines and playing within them and. Keeping in mind that the topic that we're talking about, they don't want us to be talking Mm -hmm. about it. So if you're going to be showing up on socials, you have to have a backup plan in case that's gone. You could wake up and your account is deleted for whatever it is. I mean, you can appeal it and you can fight with it and maybe you get it back. But it's still, you have to play within those guidelines. And if you're not aggravating the account and if you're, you know, essentially playing by the rules, but mm-hmm. having a whole team behind you, it's a lot safer mm-hmm. than just being out on the ledge and having an Instagram account. You've put every, all your effort, all of your work into it and, and boom, it's gone. Gosh, that's so terrible. I feel for, I feel terrible for anyone who gets their Instagram taken away or deleted, whether it was, I mean, if it was like rightfully so to a degree, then like, okay. But like when it is those things like, oh, you just like, you took a half step over the line. Sorry. Or that you educated just a little bit too much. So we had to take it down. That is crazy. So how do you kind of give yourselves a safety net? Like, like you said, like building that marketing infrastructure, what do you do to kind of protect yourself, understanding that that is a possibility? Backing up your Instagram account every couple of months is always a good start. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what does that do? Does that just like, does it download everything so you can upload it to a new account? Yeah. So it downloads your comments. It'll download uh, your videos, your pictures, um, captions, those things. So you can repurpose it. You can reuse it. I mean, your followers aren't all there. It's not like you can be like, boom, my followers are back. But you can go and look at their usernames and engage with them and say, hey, I lost my account. Come back. Mm -hmm. So it's beneficial to download your account, whether like whether or not you're not talking about cannabis or whether or not you're talking about something else that is highly mm-hmm. regulated, you want to make sure that you're collecting email addresses and you're backing up your account. Mm-hmm. You can't lose your email addresses, but you can lose your account. Keep that in mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. I think that is so important in today's day and age at all. Like regardless of what you're talking about on social media, just understanding that it could be here today, gone tomorrow and you could have done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like in the- even like report you. This has been going around, or we've heard buzzes of competitors reporting competitors. Mm-hmm. First off, don't do it. That's not nice. Don't do it. Be better. But, like again, you could literally have followed all of the rules, and it's still gone. Yeah. And we get a lot of messages with stuff like that. Like, oh my God, everything's gone. Can you help me? Yeah, we've helped a lot of people get their accounts back. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And all of them, no, all but one, Mm -hmm. not download a backup of their account. (laughs) Mm, Okay. So they were literally starting from scratch. They 
were beside themselves if they could, you know, go back and have like, you know, rub the lamp for that genie and make that one wish, <laughs> man, they would have done it. Wow. Okay. So go, go back up your Instagrams right now. <laughs> go do that. Have that saved. Wow. I'm just going to put like a reminder in my calendar. Mm. Just like have that pop up like every couple of months. We do have a how-to completely free, um, just running through the steps on how to accurately um, download and what to do. So your link really only does last X amount of time. So you can't just leave it in your inbox, but that's all Mm -hmm. in the freebie. Um, Again, at at tjs.social, you can go pick it up, link in bio. Amazing. (laughs) We will link that in the show notes for everyone so they can go download that. That is really, really valuable information for anyone in any industry to have that. Now that you guys have been in business together for like two years, you have really kind of like niche down, established yourselves. You like, you've got everything running smoothly. How do you each balance your life with being a successful entrepreneur? We utilize our calendar a lot. Mm. And we set boundaries. Yes. I think boundaries is probably like one of the biggest things that we've worked on and still continuously working on. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, setting boundaries for your day and setting boundaries that you, you're going to say stop working at X time um, mm-hmm. and manage your, your tasks accordingly. Um, yeah. I, I would I would say mine would be boundaries. Yeah. Okay. I think also learning, um, like it's taken a long time to figure out how, like, do we block our times? Mm-hmm. Do we just have a running task list? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that kind of way, that definitely took us some time. So that's well, our... I think it it took maybe a little bit extra time only for the sake of that we, we both needed to structure our days differently. So having mm-hmm. one one system like uh, Asana for instance mm-hmm. it just it didn't fees us both um mm-hmm. i mean perhaps it could if we had more time to really sit down and play with it um but for instance like say Jessica prefers more block timing and mm-hmm. she has you know 30 minutes this is the task she's going to get it done that's it whereas I, I i could do the same but i say have seven tasks and i need to complete them by 3 Mm-hmm. So I don't set any timers, but I complete all my tasks by three. Um, so it's, yeah, it's setting up our days the same at the start, but differently throughout the day because we work differently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ooh, that's <laughs> so good. I feel like that's good for even just like working with contractors or anything, mm-hmm. like understanding mm-hmm. that the way that you operate best is not necessarily how others will operate at their peak performance. Mm. So Jess, you mentioned that using your calendar has really helped you with balance. Is it because you're doing that time blocking or what does that look like? How has that helped you? I have a lot of external things. Like I'm I'm still, um, I'm still nursing, um, but I've, it, it doesn't pain me the way that I, like, I was so in love with saying that I retired from nursing. However, there was definitely a part of me that, that missed it. So now I, I'm in a new place. Um, I'm thriving. I'm doing well. Like it's, it's, it hits all the markers that I really need. So mm-hmm. my, my days are obviously very different. So I'm a okay. lot, I'm busier in that aspect. So blocking my time being like, Hey, I have, you know, these next, you know, two hours, I need to hit these the seven tasks that are on my list, but I only mm-hmm. have two hours to do it. Um, so that has really helped me focus so that I'm not so anxious with all the tasks or overwhelmed, I guess, with all the yeah. tasks that I have to do mm-hmm. um, because I I am busy, but I love to be yeah. busy. So that kind of works out nice for me. <laughs> She's always like either at the gym or she'll call me from the car. She's like, oh, I'm just leaving the gym. And, you know, she's like, <laughs> can you just tell me what it is? So- yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And Janessa, you mentioned boundaries have been really important for you. What have some of those boundaries looked like that you've kind of been forced over the past couple of years? Um, Boundaries in the sense of I would work 
like all day and then go into the night and still work and then but still felt as if I wasn't accomplishing anything. Mm-hmm. It was not necessarily like wasted time because I mean there's stuff that I'd done, mm-hmm. but it it started to take a little bit of the light away. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't fulfilling what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. So trying to figure out like tasks that are needed to be done that day versus things that needed to be done that week or that month. There's se- separating those. So that helped. Um, but honestly, I'm, so I'm a mom. I have a, a little nine-year-old girl. I have an awesome husband. So having those boundaries to put away my laptop and enjoy my family has really been a big thing. Is We started this to be able to to go and, and be with our family. And for instance, my daughter had a Christmas concert yesterday and, you know, we were able to just close everything and go and see it and be there for her and then come home and continue on about our day. And I, I didn't have to ask to, to do that. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, it was just, yeah, I boundaries to be able to, to have those work tasks completed during my allotted time and mm-hmm. then the boundaries to put it away and not mm-hmm. be answering clients while I'm coloring with my daughter or having a meaningful conversation at dinner time. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's them. It's work time and it's, it's family time. Oh, that is so powerful. I resonate with that so much as you were saying, like I would work all day and all night and still not feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. Like, yes like I was busy all day but like what do you mean I still have all of these things to do on my to-do list or like I still I still go to bed like feeling unaccomplished or still feeling stressed I think what you said about like breaking it down to the day as a because I used to have these massive to-do lists that were like for the end oh yeah they never you never finish it and it's it was like for everything I needed to get done during the week so on Mondays I would be like panic induced like yeah, freaking out off already heightened yeah and then by thursday i'd be like oh why was i freaking out like it's all done but so mm-hmm. i i don't let myself do that anymore like it is a to-do list for the day yeah. and hopefully i get through it and if i don't we move it to tomorrow because like there we're not saving lives in social media like it can wait until tomorrow yeah. <laughs> learning to give ourselves grace that grace to be like you've done a great job today. Like, yeah, you know, but a lot of expectations that Mm. we put on ourselves are created from ourselves. Mm. Like your client doesn't know you wanted to have this done at six. So like, why is it that you're freaking out because it's not done by six? Right. It's okay to like Jess says to have that grace period. You can be a little bit nicer, treat yourself a little bit nicer and, you know, things just kind of start feeling better or like on the right track. And that yeah. feeling is just something you want to continuously feel. So you continuously kind of move in the direction that that makes you feel good. So good. I feel like that's kind of what I'm chasing is like just feeling good, being happy, like not yeah. being stressed. And the when you said like I didn't have to ask anyone to get off to go to my daughter's Christmas concert, like, yes. And having the flexibility to do that because I feel like so many people are getting into entrepreneurship, running their own businesses to have that flexibility and to have that freedom. Mm -hmm. And then they end up working for 20 hours a day and are like absolutely miserable. Like what is the point of going into business for yourself if you don't have quality of life or you don't have that freedom and flexibility that like made you sign up for this in the first place? Yeah. I love that. I feel like boundaries and learning how you work best. Like those are two things that are so important that you kind of have to fight your way through oh. as you're first getting started. But then it's once you realize error process, yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. you just have to implement and like just see what works. Yeah. You have to put that valiant effort into it to really see what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And you ask your friends, perhaps they're doing something you haven't even thought of. So yeah. true. So true. You, I feel like you get really in your own head. You get your blinders on, which, which can be a good thing sometimes, but like not always. Like if things are not like perfect and running smoothly, 
like maybe take a blinder off and like ask for some outside <laughs> opinions, outside inside of like people who have done it and are making it work mm-hmm. as opposed to like still being overwhelmed and in the slog because it doesn't have to be like that. Mm, they don't. Good yeah. It doesn't. Uh... So important. So last question for you guys. Um, I end every show with this question because I think it's really important. What is one lesson that you have learned in your, in your career, in your journey that you really want to share with the audience that you think like them hearing it might make a light bulb go off or help them avoid the same pitfall? What is one big lesson that you've learned that you want to share? It can be anything. I would say massive, imperfect action. Mm. As long as it's done, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get it out into the world to the best of of your ability. um, To be honest, like put that effort into it Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then release it and then Mm -hmm. go on to to the next task. Um, That would be. Yeah. That's so good. I feel like we all get caught up in this like perfectionism. Like I can't post this. It's not like this isn't quite right. Um, Or I can't launch my business because everything isn't perfect yet. And that's a, that's such a sticky place to get stuck because nothing will ever, ever be perfect enough. It's just a, like, it's just an excuse at a a point. Like it's a good excuse to not put yourself out there or a good excuse to like self-sabotage. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It's so easy. Massive imperfect action. I like it. Messy imperfect action. I like it. Absolutely. Um, I would say, trying to follow through to the best of your ability. I think as entrepreneurs, we have a thousand and one ideas running through our heads. Mm-hmm. And creating even just a brainstorm list of things that you'd like to do and setting them in a priority. But once you have your priority task that you're working on, to make sure that you are doing that task to the fullest of your ability and completed. Mm. So you're not leaving a job half done. Um, That's been something that was, or that I guess we've learned that again, done is better than perfect, but do it to Mm. the best of your ability to be able to let it go. And if you're doing it to the best of your ability and you're, you're going to feel more courageous to put it out. Mm -hmm. Wow. I, I'm so guilty of that. I feel like, cause we do just have like a thousand and one things circling in our heads. It's so easy to start something and not finish it just because like you see something shiny or something else pops yeah. up. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh like, yeah. You see this amazing email marketing campaign or you see these beautiful social media templates and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to spend that $17 and we're going to do it. Yeah. You spend that $17 and you don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So like, yeah, you have a task and you just, you sit down and you do it. And if it's not something that is going to serve your business or serve your clients at this moment, then it's probably not on the top of your priority list or it shouldn't be on the top of your priority list. Wow. That's so good. I think I, I think it's Ed Milet. He says like, if you want to gain self-confidence, like finish what you start, like keep those promises to yourself. We call him Uncle Ed. He's just. (laughs) Tuesdays with Uncle Ed. It's oh, every no. podcast comes out. Um, yeah. We love him. Oh, Ed. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. I think that's so true. He's, he's second around. <laughs> he's even on my vision board. Like, this is how much we love Uncle Ed. I'll show you real quick. There oh, he is. He's on your phone background. <laughs> Looking majestic as ever. It's just, you know, it's kind of like, well, what would, what would Uncle Ed do? Um, right? Like, mm-hmm. Ask, okay, next time you have a some kind of a conundrum, what would what would Ed Milet do? Yes. And if you don't know who Ed Milet is, please <sighs> do us a favor and go figure out who Ed Milet is. He's going to yeah. change your life in the way that you think. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go, go listen to an episode of Ed Milet's podcast. <laughs> Any of them. There's I okay, I need to start. I didn't know his episodes came out on Tuesdays. I need to yeah. put him in a better rotation because in I, the like, morning, he, like six. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. No, I love listening to podcasts like when I'm showering and getting ready and like making breakfast. Like that's my podcast time to just like Mm -hmm. absorb. And I feel like every time I listen to him, like a light bulb goes off, he drops a bomb and I'm just like, like how, how is one man so, I don't even know, so insightful, so knowledgeable. Because he, he wants to be like, he has, that's where his passion lies and his thirst. And it kind of, it also propels us to, to like really live in our passion. Um, Mm -hmm. When we see, you know, when we see other people doing it, we're like, oh, well we, we can do it too. Um, So definitely stacking up your day with people that bring you that like, holy cow, like joy feeling like joyful. I think if you don't have that network, if Uncle Ed isn't your taste, I mean, you could always go and check out Gary V. He's pretty good, too. So, I mean, there's more than one person if he's not your cup of tea. Absolutely. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. I love that, though, like starting the morning with someone or something that kind of like gets your wheels turning, makes you feel like motivated and empowered to just like go out and crush the day and crush your to-do list and your priorities and not leave jobs half done. Um mm. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Okay. This was so much fun, Jan and Jess. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Female CEO Show. Please tell everyone where they can find you, where they can connect with you, how they can work with you, all of the things. Let us know. And then, everyone, this will all, like all of these links and everything, will also be in the show notes for you. So you can just scroll on down and click on them. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us on Instagram at tjs.social. You can find us um, online, www.tjs.social.com. We have a quick application for you to come and work with us, but send us a DM. We'd love to chat if you have any questions. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you so much again. This was an incredibly, like, eye-opening, insightful episode. I feel like the audience is going to take away so many little golden nuggets that they can go and like immediately implement into their business. Like we covered so much. Um, So thank you so much for having this conversation. Thank you for having us. It was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to.